The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Are you having yours with the ginger ale? Is that what you're having? Petey, you're not drinking whiskey with me? All right, Petey. That's fine with me, Petey. I don't, I don't. Okay, yeah, I know. Hey, everybody, Dutch Allen here on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. You got go picture, kid. You got go picture. That's what everyone wants to hear. I'm here. It's been a while. That's right. This is episode three. We had one. We had episode two. Things were going good. I went away for a while. I'd like to apologize for that. Dutch, where'd you go, people say? Uh, you know, I actually got uh, handwritten letters. People writing into the Knapsack Files podcast feed. I don't even know where you can find uh, the old mail address because I know people don't do that anymore. And you don't, I know what you're thinking out there. Dutch doesn't do email. No, he does. And I have a Gmail account. Well, uh, one of the grandkids made me do that a few years ago. Um, uh, before that, it, it was uh, AOL. But uh, I, adapt, I adapt. Don't think Dutch doesn't adapt. You don't give go pictures. For over 50 years in Hollywood without adapting, I'll tell you that much there. But, uh, yeah, people were writing me in saying, Dutch, where you been? I, I, I won't give away too many details. But uh, suffice to say, I, I was held up for a little while. I did have to go see uh, my doctor over there in Brentwood. And I'll tell you this, it was okay. It was not one of those situations where, where fingers were going where they're not supposed to go normally unless you want them to. Uh, it wasn't that. Just a little bit of health. Well, I'm back. I'm back up and running. We're doing some traveling, and we're here, back here at the Knapsack Files Studios. Dutch Allen with you. Petey in the producer's booth. Apparently not drinking with me tonight, Petey. Are you not, you're not doing that? I got some uh, I'm uh, uh, straight on the rocks. You know it. I, but I thought you had, no, I thought you had fizzy bubbles in your drink, Petey, and I was, I'm not judging you for it. A, a Jameson and Ginger is, uh, it, it was great, it, uh, you know? It reminds me, when you say Jameson and Ginger, it's like a dance team, you know? I, I expect, uh, you know, Bing Crosby to come out singing a song where Fred Astaire's dancing and Ginger Rogers is dancing. Uh, that's what I think when, you, when, when someone says Jameson and Ginger. It's like a, like a film team that wasn't what. So I got no problem with the drink, Petey. Don't think I'm judging you for that kind of thing. I just like drinking my whiskey uh, straight uh, on the rocks. I do do neat sometimes, but I do like the ice to melt slowly. It slowly melts like the Cold War in the 80s slowly fades away into one happy drink. And then it turns out your ice is still there, apparently, if you're reading the papers now. But anyways, I did some traveling lately. Uh, I had been doing some traveling lately. I don't, I don't grammar well. <laughs> you like that, Petey? A doctor, no, Petey, I see the look on your face. The doctor said I'm okay. Yeah, no, I know I'm smoking again in the studio, and you say that's not fine. But a doctor, look, I asked the doctor. I said, just doc, give it to me straight here. Dutch Allen likes it straight. His whiskey and his bad news from the doctor, can I still drink? And he said, well, Dutch... I don't think you should, at least not as much. And I said, this I cannot do. This I cannot do. There's some vices I'm going to choose to have. And uh, right now, it's still the whiskey and still the cigarettes. What are you going to do? What are you going to do, Petey? You only live once, twice if you got the money. But here we are. I went down to San Diego. I went down to San Diego to the San Diego Comic-Con. This is this big party 
the nerds put on. And I love nerds. I wasn't a nerd myself. I lettered in two sports in high school. And I would have gone on to a very successful collegiate, collegiate football career. If I'm trying to say, Petey. I would have gone on to a very good collegiate football career as a tailback if I didn't get shin splints in the summer before my freshman year. Swear to God, I was a star. Two-sport uh, two star, lettered in two sports. Football's one of them, Petey. Football's one of them. Can you guess the other one? Can you guess what Dutch was good at? No, not the baseball, not basketball. I love the baseball. You know that. I wasn't a great, a good baseball mind, not a good baseball player. Uh, I'll, yep, you're right. Team handball. It was a sport back then. It was a sport. Team handball. A hardball, asphalt, a couple of nets, five aside. I was a good goalie. Let it in it. Swear to God, let it in it. Anyways, I was down in San Diego for the San Diego Comic-Con. Like I said, the nerds throw a great party. It's a super-sized party. And I've heard about this for years. But I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the nerds. Back in my day, we called them more geeks. Said, that guy's a geek. But uh, nerds kind of meant a little something different in my day. You know, that nerds meant more like... Uh, your pocket protectors, projectors, uh, protractors, I think is more the right term. And uh, they were good at the mathematics. That was more the nerd. And then along the way, all right, they read some of the five and dime science fiction novels and, uh, you know, Plan 9 from Outer Space and that kind of stuff is the thing they like. But it wasn't it wasn't 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 then what it is now. And I love what it's in now. These are great people. And, and the fact that they wear this term nerd and geek. Uh, as, a, as like a, a red badge of courage and not just a badge of honor, probably what it is more than anything there. I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. So I was happy I had now. But here's the thing. I, this isn't the first time I've been to San Diego Comic-Con. It's not the first time. I'm going to take a sip. Petey, you guess what year is the last time I went. <sighs> that's right. The last time. What year did you guess? 2004? No, dear God, no. The last time I went down to San Diego for the comic book convention was in 1977. The summer of Star Wars, Georgie Lucas and his space picture come out. And I'd heard about it from my friend at 20th Century Fox, Charles Lippincott, who uh, did a lot of the marketing, a lot of the PR, trying to get that Star Wars picture off the ground. And he told me, he goes, you know, well, we, last summer... I went down to San Diego for this uh, convention with a bunch of uh, gentlemen that read comic books. Because back then, you know, uh, I know there was ladies who were fans of it, but uh, they weren't allowed to, to, to be open about it, which is a, a, a damn shame. I think it was a damn shame. So back then, th times were a little different, which is, again, why I like where we are overall in the time. This is why Dutch Allen adapts, and you got to adapt, too. And I think, it was, uh, I think it was a shame that uh, a lot of these uh, lady comic book fans weren't allowed to be comic book fans. Uh, and back then, 76, a little different. I, I know there were some, some ladies there, don't get me wrong there, but Lippincott goes down there and he says, I saw a bunch of gentlemen sitting around card tables and I saw, you know, this is the, the audience we're going for. It was, it was a stroke of genius. You know, Georgie Lucas is putting his life into this picture You've got, uh, you know, Alan Ladd Jr. is putting his career on the line to make this happen. Laddie, he was so good. And Lippincott's like, we got to get the word out. And they made this nice, nice book, little uh, promotional booklet. And they went down to the Comic-Con in 76. And they passed around pictures. 
and they told everyone, here we got the Darth Vader, we got the Obi-Wan Kenobi, you guys are going to love this movie, it's a space picture. Uh, people weren't so hop to it. They weren't so hip to it. Uh, they didn't hip hop over to it. You know what I mean? And I, I think that was uh, not Lippincott's uh, fault. It, it was a masterstroke. He saw, listen here, Charles Lippincott saw the future. He knew where years later where you wanted to sell these pictures. And the studios see this. And it took them, because this is, you know, God knows these studios, this is what they do. They sit around here sitting on the money. Half the time, the money's not even theirs. The leverage to the high heavens, to these big fat, fat pigs in the suits. I don't mean that literally, figuratively. Some of them literally. Dutch still works, works out. You know, how many, you know how many miles I walked this week? Not counting Comic-Con. No, Comic-Con, you walk a lot. At least I, the, the, the normal attendees do. I didn't really walk that much. Um... I walked two miles this last week. The week, yeah, no, the week back after the Comic Con, I put on I put on my tennis shoes, uh, tied up. I walked, I walked because the doctor says I got to walk more. That's what I'm looking. My my cankles hurt though, Petey. I'll tell you that much. Anyways, uh, I think the studios it took a while to catch on, and then uh, then that vampire tw- uh, twinkle picture comes out, uh, the, the the Twilight picture, which did great money. And I'm all about the pictures making money. I don't necessarily. You gotta go picture. I'm fine with whatever you want. And 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 the and the, and the twinkle the twinkle toes vampire, uh, the, the 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 Robbie kid, uh, it sweeps the world by storm. Suddenly, you know, you got all the fans going down. They're going crazy. You can't even get a hotel room, and you're down there in San Diego having fun, and then explodes. And that's and that's what in '76 Lippincott saw. So he had told me about this. We were having lunch at the Ivy. Back when, back before it was a thing, I had my own special menu at the Ivy. You know what I mean? And uh, so I went down there to San Diego in 77. I wanted to see what was going on. I want to see what Lippincott was telling me, this new place to market your pictures. And I got I to gotta tell you, I was doing some work uh, with the movie that was in development at the time uh, by Disney, uh, the Black Hole picture, which I tell you, was a lot more adult than people give it credit for. There's some, some pretty ferocious stuff in there back in 77. The problem was for me, I wanted to get someone in like, like a Dustin Hoffman in it, but they didn't want that there. They didn't want that. I, I, I thought, you know, if Star Wars has your, your Harrison Ford, who's my leading man? And, you know, all the presidents, Madden was, was fresh in my mind, Marathon Man 2 and all that stuff. And I, I wanted Dustin Hoffman. Thought it'd be great in a space picture. So uh, I went down there in 77. I got to tell you, uh, it was not, it was not what, I, what, I, what I thought it would be. Uh, at a good time, me and a couple sailors, fresh off the ship, we met up. Uh, I, I didn't know who they were. We started drinking. Uh, next thing you know, we're getting in a fight with a couple of homeless guys. Uh, though back then, I think we called them hobos. And, and it, at the end of it, all five of us laughing. Me, the sailors, and the two hobos laughing. We had a spaghetti dinner at the old spaghetti factory. I swear to God. That was my memories of Comic-Con. And, and there was like 85 people in attendance at Comic-Con. I saw every person 15 times that weekend. You got to know them. Hey, what's up, Steve? How you doing? I met you over at the card table that's selling the baseball cards. And now you're here at the one selling the, the, the Battlestar Galactica cards. You know? Like, that's, that's what it was back then. But I had heard it gotten bigger. I seen the pictures every year. Dear God. 
All those YouTube channels every year around Comic-Con have, each one of them has 42 videos on, uh, oh, look at a costume, and oh, let's ask, let's do some hijinks out on the street with the costume people, and, you know, those costumes are impressive. Uh, very talented people make those costumes, and I, I, I know it's not kosher to say, I say this with caution, a lot of attractive ladies dressed up as comic book characters, I've seen the pictures, you know? You can't help but see the pictures. Just, I, from what I understand, they don't like being touched without asking. You, a lot of the gents pose for pictures with them and put their sweaty, smelly hands around these ladies who are dressed up, and it's not right. It's not right. In my day, if you did that, I'm telling you, in my day, if I went up to Goldie Hawn in 1971 at the Brown Derby and said, can I, hey, Goldie, can I get a picture? And I put my arm around her and she didn't like it. It wouldn't have been pretty, and I wouldn't have blamed her. So that's what they—that's what they do. That's what they do. They go down there. These guys—they—they they like cop and fields, and that's the downside of that. But I, I'm getting off track here. I heard it was big, right? I seen it every year. Hey, what's the biggest news at Comic Con? Who won Comic Con? What trailer won Comic Con? And I—I I used to believe that stuff. I, you know, I used to study. The industry, I was, you know, I don't work as much in it anymore. I still consult here and there. I'd love, I wish I could still give a go picture to somebody, but I can't really do it. It's not, you know, you got to step aside. But I, I, so I, I remember people would say, hey, you, you know what movie won Comic-Con? Uh, it was uh, Scott Pilgrim takes on everyone in the world. Uh, that's, got, that's the biggest hit ready. It's ready. It, it's one, co- everyone was talking. It did nothing. You know, that picture didn't. And I, it's not that I don't like the picture. Uh, I, I don't think the kid in the lead, I think he's a good comedic second. He's not a lead, and I, I, don't, I didn't get it, but that's a different thing there. That's, maybe it's not my style, you know? Maybe it's not my style. But then, then you see, you know, you know, hey, a Batman's going to fight Superman. Everyone's excited. Yeah, they, they, they scream for the trailer. They, they take secret pictures of it. It goes on to the Internet, and then it ruins the surprise. And then, you know, the picture's not that good. So I don't believe that stuff anymore. But... I wanted to get out of the house. I wanted to get out of the house. I hadn't been down to San Diego in a while. So uh, I said, let's go down to see this Comic-Con. I, I, I know some people. I pulled some strings. You know, around town, there's some people I gave a go picture to. They still got some, uh, they stole me some favors. So I did. I went down there. Have you ever been down to San Diego Comic-Con there, Petey? What? what? You went, you went this, you went last week. You were there. How come I didn't see you? I didn't see you. I swear to God, I didn't see you. I, I, I would have known. I would have got you in some of the secret parties there. We got to talk more. When the mic stopped recording, PD, I think you and I got to hang out. Maybe we'll go over to Norm's and get a flapjack, huh? Go down to Cantor's, get some matzo ball soup. We'll do that sometime. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were there. You told me? I don't. You, when did you tell me? When you requested the time off? Okay, okay, well, you requested time off, and I didn't pay attention. I guess... I've been out for a while, you know what I mean? I've been out for a while, sipping my, uh, sip my drink in your honor here, Petey. I'm so sorry. You were down. What hotel were you staying at? What? What hotel? Indigo. In, in, hotel Indigo? Get it, by the way, get out of my booth. I liked you on the other side. Indigo, Hotel Indigo. I've never been there. I stayed in, on Coronado Island. It's where the big wigs stay. And I got a room there. I still have a suite there at Coronado Island. I used to go down there a lot. My third marriage, my third marriage, Doris, uh, she was a great, we didn't get along. Uh, 
uh, we had about two months of happiness. And seven days of those two months uh, were spent in San Diego, not consecutively. And those two months, we were together three and a half years, two months of it happy, but those weren't consecutive 30 to 60 day periods. You know what I mean? It was spread out over those three and a half years. Like day one, we were happy. You know, when the pants come on for the first time, you know, we're happy. Well, as a married couple, and as a married couple, I'm not going to give you too many of those. You give me that face, Petey. I know when I've gone too far. Yeah, but, you know, the first night is great, happy. It was a night about 45 days in. I had some, we had some good nights, and then things went good. So we went down to San Diego one time, Coronado Island. Uh, we had a great time, uh, partied till 7 in the morning, woke up, 11 a.m., pants around my ankles on the beach, right there on the shore. The water lapping up against my testicles, I swear. What do you, you dropped a drink. Clean that up, Petey. Uh, so that's really the last time, uh, you know, I've been to Coronado Island. Um, but I had a good time. And, yeah, it's hard to get into. The crowds are crazy at San Diego Comic-Con. Everyone's hustling around, sweating on each other, getting each, giving each other sickness. I hear this, this thing called the Comic-Con flu or con crud. Sounds horrible. Sounds like you're spending a, a weekend in Reseda. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I, what, do we, what do you want to do here? So I, I, I didn't mingle too much with the people there. And yeah, Coronado Island's kind of, it's a little far away. It's across that bridge. Uh, but I, I, didn't take, I didn't take a cab or a bus to get over. You know what I took to get over? I took a boat. That's right. I, I chartered a little boat and I drove, uh, I didn't drive the boat. I haven't been allowed to drive a boat since 1985. Uh, that, after that incident in Lake Tahoe, uh, the maritime uh, officials of the country uh, got together, decided maybe it's not the best thing for me to pilot a boat. So... Uh, I had someone, I chartered a, 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 a boat with a, what do they call it? Like a boat crew, a ship team, a captain's, a captain's array, or something like that. Just, it was a bunch of people. They, they, they controlled the boat, me and some friends. We went over from Coronado Island, went over there to San Diego. I uh, had some fun, partied. I tried to be, I saw, I, I met this kid, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. Good kid, strong dancer. I like him a lot. Apparently, he's in one of the superhero pictures. Could have fooled me. He was a good kid. I introduced. Yeah, I said Dutch. Nice to meet you. And he said Ezra. It's like that's. It's like a name from the Bible. What a good, outstanding, Christian name. Maybe it's more Old Testament, if you know what I mean. I don't know. I met Ezra Miller. Uh, met some wonderful people there. But it's not like old times, you know. And I, I got a little claustrophobic, and I went down. In the middle of it, day, everyone's talking about what happened to this director for the Marvel uh, space uh, nerd picture, uh, Guardians in, in, the, in the Galaxy, uh, this James Gunn kid. Everyone's talking about what happened to him. He gets fired. Disney, Bob Iger, Bobby Iger, fires him. And, you know, people, I, I, people aren't going to say that the decision came from, from Bobby, but I, I think Iger, uh, he had enough, he took enough of the flack with, with Roseanne saying her crazy stuff, I think he just, I think he, I think he may have pulled the trigger and he may have been the one that just said, I'm in control. I have to go face the shareholders. Shareholders are, you know, there's a lot of things I'd rather not face than shareholders. Even five of my ex-wives I'd rather face than shareholders. The ferocious bunch, they think they own you. And in a lot of cases they do. And I think Bobby Iger's got to answer to that. So this James Gunn kid goes and he, and, 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 and some tweets from a long time ago. And this is, you know, there's a, there's a good side and there's a dark side to tweets because back in my day, 
People could say some things that they probably shouldn't have said, and they'd get away with it. They'd do things that they probably shouldn't have done, and they and they get away with it. And, you know, I'm not talking about the good times. I'm not talking about the night me and Mike Nichols uh, hit the town and, you know, crashed a car into the golf course uh, over there in Toluca Lake, Burbank area. Uh, what is it? Weddington. We, we crashed a car over a fence behind Jerry's Deli into this golf, golf course, and we just left it there in the eighth hole. And Mike Nichols turns to me, and I turn to Mike Nichols, and I scream, good shot, Nichols, right on the green. And he, wouldn't you know it, he, he two-putted on his way to oh, one over par. <laughs> uh, you know, so there's things you, you, we used to do back in the day that you can't do now, and that's good. I think some of that's good. Uh, but this James Gunn kid tweets out some stuff a long time ago. He apologizes for it back in like 2012, back in the heady days of 2012, before a lot of the world started to fall apart at the fast rate that it is now, if I may say so myself. Uh, and James Gunn, uh, he apologized for it then. I, I, I'd like to think Disney knew. I think it's a shame, but I think this is what happens. I think this is what happens when everything's out and open. It's, it's there in the tweets. It's there on the Facebooks and the MySpaces and all those things, and, and, and it doesn't go away. You might think it goes away, or maybe you fail to take it away. I don't know. I don't know why you didn't delete some of the stuff. And I think they're jokes. I don't, I, you know, the jokes would, they're not my style of humor. Uh, you know, a lot of things about, uh, you know, inappropriate sexual relations with minors, and I don't joke about that. Touch Allen does not joke about that. That's a stance I'm proud to take. I think that's a stance that's pretty easy to take. I'm surprised more people don't take that. Surprised James Gunn didn't take that stance back then. He says he was joking to try to get a rise out of people. Well, you got a rise out of you got a rise out of Bob Iger years later. How do you think about that? So I feel sorry for the kid. He's a good kid. He's the type of kid that I would love to sit in a room and say, "Guess what, kid? You got go picture." But now he doesn't got go picture. Fired from the picture. Uh, the Guardians in the Galaxy, uh, Space Wars 3 or something like that. The first two are, are good pictures. You know, I, I watch these comic book movies uh, mostly because of uh, Bob Downey Jr. Uh, you know, out of respect for Bob Downey Sr. and the times that I had with him. Yeah, there was a time, I'll tell you what, he was about 11 years old and, and Bob Downey Jr. is in his room practicing smirks and double takes in the mirror. Swear, I swear to God, he's doing this, 11 years old. And, and, and Bob Sr. and I were gathering up our stuff. We're going to go golfing. Ironically, uh, probably to meet Mike Nichols, who was parked on the green. <laughs> oh, Mikey. Um, and we, passed, we passed by uh, the bathroom. The door's open there. God bless, this is all he was doing. But Bob, Bob Jr. Uh, is sitting there practicing like these smirks. And I, I, when I see him as Iron Man, I go back to that moment. I think that's the kid I knew. That's a guy. I knew he was going to be a star then. I, told, I, I used to tell Bob Sr., you see, your kid's going to be a star. Your kid's going to be a star. Then when he got, he got on to Saturday Night Live, at, he was like 19, 20 years old. He's on Saturday Night Live. I thought he was going to be the biggest star in the world. But it, it, sketch, sketch comedy, skits, eh, sometimes you're big, sometimes you, you know, you're just doing improv behind a, a, an Italian restaurant, and that's, and that's what it is there. Uh, but James Gunn loses his job, and I think it's I think it's a shame because I think this is what we do. I think we've created this uh, takedown culture. I think it is, and sometimes that's okay. But you got to remember, some you get a victory, someone else is going to come for your team, and I hate that life is divided into teams. That's not right. 
That's not right. If you're listening there, listen to Dutch. If you listen to me, listen to me good about this one issue. Try not to put the walls up. You couldn't do it there. You couldn't do, you can't put the walls up. I was around when Sammy Davis Jr., one of the best performers of all time, couldn't enter the same door that I could. And that's something I, I still to this day find horrible, just horrible that, that we would do that. And so times change. Don't put walls up. Don't see other people. I don't see other people as groups. I see them as people. When I'm at these parties and I'm shaking hands and pressing the flesh, my goal is to get along with you, to groove, baby. And maybe we end up uh, drunk, passed out on Coronado Beach, holding hands, and I don't even know if you're my type. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't see, I don't see people as, as groups. I see, I see people as people, and, and I think that's important to remember in these times. And so this time, everyone, I gotcha. Everyone's, everyone loves to say that, gotcha. Everyone loves to say, gotcha. And they got him. They got James Gunn. And now people are saying, well, that's not fair. But what's fair? What's fair, you know? What's fair? We publicly assassinate a lot of people. And I don't think that's right. Common sense, Petey, is what I'm saying. Common sense. One time, I'll tell you what, Robert Redford was preparing for Jeremiah Johnson, his role as Jeremiah Johnson. And I talk about this a lot because I was really close with Robert at the time. And we went on a camping trip. We went on a camping trip. Middle of nowhere, he says, I want to try to learn to be an outdoorsman. And I said, Robert, unless there's a plug for my hairdryer, I don't want to be an outdoorsman with you. He convinced me to come. I spent a couple nights with Robert Redford in the woods there, man. And we talked about a lot of things. Talked about a lot of things. And and and, and, and a lot of it was how you get along with people, you know? I, I, I don't even know where I was going with that story, Peter. I don't even know. I just remember... Robert Redford and I spending a weekend in the forest, looking at the skies, counting stars, laughing, getting high. And then a couple of years later, he was Jeremiah Johnson in the pictures. Point being, I lost my train of thought. Point being, I don't think this James Gunn kid should lose his job. I don't think he should lose his job. But I don't know if he's going to get it back. Because Bob Iger's got to answer the shareholders. And shareholders are reactionary. Shareholders like to feel... They got a grip on your balls. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? That was a good trip, though, me and Robert Redford. We fought a bear, I swear to God. Middle of the night, we're in the, we're in the tent. We shared a tent. It was a big tent. Not that I would have minded, you know what I mean? But we shared a tent. We're having some whiskey, and we hear this growling sound. We hear a growling sound. So we get out. So we're like, what do we do? You know, what do we do? And I'd watched, there was a lot, there was a, there was a good portion of my life in the 70s. I'd watch uh, Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Uh, they do a lot of specials with Jacques Cousteau and stuff like that, but they'd sometimes go into the forest too. So I was like, what, I got to remember my Mutual of Omaha Wild Kingdom here. What do I do? How do you fight a bear? And I remember watching some old pro wrestling matches back in the day in the 50s was that some wrestlers fought some bears, but I think it was a different situation. So I don't know. I look at Robert Redford. I said, "This here's what we got to do. I think we got to rush out. I'll take my shoe. I'll throw it at his beak. And you punch that bear where the sun don't shine. And he said, uh, I think that's a plan. So we take a big swig of whiskey. And I say, you know, I might never see my wife again. And to be honest, I think it was my fourth wife at the time, but I don't remember. 
Uh, Cheryl, yeah. Um, I'm like, I'll probably never see her again. She'll probably be happy with that, you know. Uh, I'll be sad, but, you know, whatever. Well, we had some good intercourse, Cheryl and I. And so uh, I said, all right, let's do it. And we hug each other. And I look up, I look Robert Redford in the eyes. And I say, this might be it, kid. It was a pleasure doing business with you. And we jump out of that tent and we find that bear and I throw a shoe, my boot, right at the bear's beak. And Redford goes for his legs, goes for his crotch, goes for the bear's crotch, kicks it. I told him to punch it, but he kicks it, which I think was more effective. Suddenly, the bear yells, oof, ouch. It took us about two seconds to realize that wasn't a bear. It was Dom DeLuise. True story. Swear to God, Petey. Dom DeLuise was a campsite over, saw us, wanted to surprise us, brought some sherry over, and was going to share with us. And he, you know, I guess he was, I guess he growled. I don't know what happened. Big guy, hairy guy. Redford (laughs) punched him, kicked him, I should say, so hard in his crotch that he cried for 22 minutes after. But not, not those, not the audible tears, just his mouth open, eyes watering, and he couldn't breathe. It was not good. Not good. So I don't know how that relates to James Gunn. I don't remember where I was going other than to say, uh, be careful when you think you're attacking a bear. It might be Dom DeLuise. And that Gunn should get his job back. San Diego Comic-Con was great, Petey. I, I want to do it again. Maybe next year we'll see each other. I swear to God, I didn't know you told me. I, don't, I didn't remember that at all. All right. That's it. Hey, this is the Napsack Files. This is the Napsack Files, and I've got some business to attend to. The Napsack Files is sponsored in part by a lot of the fine folks on the Patreon, and they support Ken, they support what he's doing there, and they have some producers, and I know a lot about producing pictures. A little less about producing podcasts, but these are Patreon supporters at the uh, higher levels that have producer credits on the show, and I have to read a name. the names out now. So it's uh, Jason Humphreys. Good kid, Jason, right? We call him Humpy. Uh, Christopher Paquette is Pags. I like that. Sounds like a good utility infielder for the New York Yankees in 1971. Pags is at the plate. Spencer Hunt. Alex Marriott, which reminds me of a good hotel, which is a lot better than camping. Don, Dom DeLuise will still attack you there. Kai Thatch, who's a great kid. Uh, I don't know him, but he's a great kid. Kyle Gerbrandt. Gerbrandt sounds like old money. Gerbrandt sounds like a family that was on the first level of the Titanic. You know what I mean? Zach Anderson and Donald Long. Donald Long. Zach Anderson, I hear, he's, I hear he's a lazy kid. He likes hammocks. Donald Long sounds like a name of a, of a teammate of I uh, on the college team I never got to play for. I'm not saying it was really a Donald Long, but it's just, you know, now at wide receiver, Donald Long, an All-American kid, haircut you can cut your, set your watch to like that old Simpsons joke. I like that about Johnny United or something. And then you got the executive producers, Aaron Parisian. Uh, I, I hear she's a talented writer. I'd love to give her a go picture if she wanted to write a picture, but I know she writes the novels. David uh, at Temporal Radio, he's also called DJ Snacks, and I like snacks. Uh, Thomas Risling was a good kid. Uh, Lethal Logan X, which is apparently some kind of pro wrestling, probably fought a bear. Matthew Simon, 
a gentleman who goes by the name Legends Khan because he puts on a convention of legends. Uh, I think this is related to Star Wars. And Bedore. Bedore is out there in Kuwait, which is a great country. I actually visited Kuwait in 1987. Realized things were a little different. I got out of there. I bet it's a little different now. But Bedore's there now. She's supporting the show. There are supporters on Patreon. Patreon.com slash the Knapsack Files is where you can support. Uh, I'm not on the Twitter yet or any of those kind of things. Um, but you never know. You never know. You know, I'm trying to get Ken to make some T-shirts with my face on it. And I'm sure the sales will go through the roof. That's it. We'll see you next time on Inside Tinseltown. I'm telling you, Petey, if I had seen you, if I had seen you, I would have, I would have offered you to come on up to my boat. I absolutely would have done that. Swear to God. Swear to God. Cheers. Cheers.